Football is back and this Raven season, there are huge prizes to be won at Safeway. Enter Safeway's Flock In and Win sweepstakes and you could win up to $10,000 cash or autographed Ravens merchandise. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at SafewayFlockInAndWin.com. Safeway makes sure Ravens fans have all of their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Safeway, the official supermarket of the Baltimore Ravens. I'ma need me a house in the hills. Rolling with them, you get popped like a pill. Too much smoke in the air and it ain't no love. Why you switch up? Cause there ain't no trust. Yeah. I'ma need me a house in the hills. Rolling with them, you get popped like a pill. Too much smoke in the air and it ain't no love. Why you switch up? Cause it ain't no trust. No trust. It's tough, it's tough, it's dead. Mike Tyson and Roy Woods. Roy Woods. Roy Woods. Roy Woods. Oh man, Roy Woods would get cut up, no lie. But yeah, you know, uh, no, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. It's funny because you think like you know, big, massive names. You think that would be the the catch-all. That would be the craziest part about the entire thing. But what stole the night was Nate Robinson getting. Dude got flatlined, bro. I don't know what he was doing coming there wearing Knicks colors at the beginning. I'm like, bro, what are you doing right now? It's all downhill from him there. But uh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> and yeah. then Snoop commentating, saying, uh-oh, watch out. I think he has his basketball shoes on. Dude, I was dying. <laughs> Yo, when I think uh, that's another person who stole the show. Like, Snoop Dogg's commentating was amazing, man. I would... I want that guy to be on Monday Night Football. I want him to be on Thursday Night Football. I want him to be on Friday Night Football. I don't even know if that exists. Saturday Night Football. We'll make it. We'll make it. (laughs) I want him to be all kinds of football, bro. I feel like he would be a hilarious commentator. Hey, he tweeted out his budget. Huh? He tweeted out his his budget. He says he wants, it was like, 15 million for, for a three year guaranteed contract for like ESPN or one of those places. That's what he's pitching out to these, uh, to these uh, sports companies. I mean, look, if Tony Romo can get 9 million a year and Tony Romo's guessing plays, I feel like you could give Snoop Dogg the equal amount of the bag, bro. I feel like that's okay. probably acceptable. Like they both play football, you know, you know what I mean? You know, they both can coach, you know, yeah. his little Netflix show, have- you know? Both of both of uh, have grown NFL athletes, you know. You know? Facts. Yeah. Right. Yo, I I actually think Snoop would be a great NFL guy, but I would love for him to give a shot at basketball too. But I feel like he'd get too heated in basketball because he has some really. He's a diehard Lakers fan, right? Oh, diehard. for sure. Yeah. Um, and I like I just don't think he would be by unbiased enough to be able to watch games without being like, yeah. Bro. <laughs> Purple and gold, baby, you know? <laughs> so down by 25 in the fourth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I like Snoop. I, I would love for him to do it. But listen, the, the main conversation from that fight or that fight night is that Nate Robinson got his ass kicked, got his ass whooped, um, and realistically got whooped by Jake Paul, of all people. Jake Paul. like so weird, man. A man you never want to see win in anything, ever. <laughs> ever is is beating nate robinson it's just not fun man it's, not it's fun. so weird waking up uh monday morning to espn and having stephen a smith utter jake paul's name a bunch of times and all these places talking about him never in my life would i thought sports would be picking up you know jake paul and talking about him so so much in 2020 but hey the year's not done yet still a bunch of stuff left to go through but 
some of those performances were straight up booty cheeks, bro. Like it was so <laughs> trash. I don't know why, why she got. It, it, look, <laughs> I, I was having this conversation. I'm glad we. I'm glad we brought up French. French probably, and we've seen French perform. Remember OVO Fest? He performed. Yeah, French has got to be one of the worst performers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, there's no doubt in my mind, French Montana is easily one of the worst performers I've ever seen in my life. Because he just, like, man, it, you, you know what it is? You know those stat lines they show you where it's like, wow, Kobe Bryant and Kwame Brown combined for 84 points against the Raptors. Kobe yeah. Bryant had 81 points. Kwame Brown had three, you know? Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like Sway Lee and French Montana in that song is like Kobe Bryant and Kwame, Kwame Brown. Like, Sway Lee is doing 99% of the work and French Montana is just there going, ah. So, sure. I don't know. Like, we was performing, nigga, I don't worry about nothing. Sway Lee was just off to the side. He's like, really? Is this the song choice you picked? <laughs> like, <laughs> Shit, Nate Robinson better be worried about something. <laughs> I think uh, French just wanted to use the N-word on national TV. I think that's... What the- <laughs> yeah, he was trying to slip it in there without anybody noticing. Like 40 times in a row. Um, also, I was going to say, like, YG's performance wasn't that great either, to be honest it's so with you. so bad, man. It's so bad. They couldn't get, like, some better acts, you know what I mean? Like, we haven't used Triller since we lived in Liverpool, bro. We were making quick quick videos. And I thought, stuff funny out. enough, you bring that up. I thought Triller was TikTok. Like, I thought TikTok <laughs> bought Triller. I didn't know this until that day. I'm like, what? Triller's still alive? Like, Triller's still, Triller's still kicking somewhere, you know? Where are they getting all this money from to, like, you know, host these type of events, bro? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, word, exactly. How, how'd they get the bag for the Roy Woods? Roy, Roy Woods. Roy Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Wood's gonna listen to this and be like, I wasn't fighting, bro. Fighting, bro. Oh my god, I don't even understand, man. But the performances could have been better, they should have got better acts to be there. Um, I was looking forward to seeing Wayne perform, man. That would have been nice. That would have been nice, you know, listening to the new project and then hearing last minute he had to cancel and not show up. It was hurt me a bit. I feel like he's gotten to the point in his career where he doesn't even care about concert bags, where he's just like, whatever, like, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Although he should be, you know, he should be looking for the bag when it comes to things because, you know, he's not necessarily in the greatest financial position, although he's recouped a little bit. Yeah, um, I think he's better off now. He's better yeah, off. He's, he's definitely better off than he was like five years ago. Um, what do you think of No Ceilings 3, bro? Um, it. <sighs> It was fire, but before we even get to that, I gotta give Wiz his, his flowers because right. like yeah, he's yeah. probably the best. And like Wiz has been around for so long, it doesn't matter like what area he is in, what stage. Him and his DJ just come together, um, and they killed that set, man. He's probably the best performer easily, and he just knows what he's doing, man. Even if he was a last minute fill in for 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 uh, Wayne or anything like that, he just knows what he's doing. Played his his smash songs and then called it a day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Shout out to Wiz. You know, shout out, like Wiz is so consistent and like not controversial. He just minds his own business, does his own thing, and like you know, he'll he'll come and get the bag for a performance every now and then and just dip. Like he doesn't really, he doesn't bother anybody. He's not out there talking about you know like you know oh politics and all that. You know, what I mean, he's yeah, yeah. he's he's stayed in his. He's like the definition of staying in your lane and just being successful at it. Like he just does his own thing and it works for him, man. I feel like I can respect that, but 
this new project, man. No ceilings. Yo, okay, you know what? I want I want to jump straight to one track. Um, this is this is my favorite track on the album. This is like the hardest track. It goes so it it's so good. It's so so good. Um, and I'm just glad that these two are back and making music together. Uh, BB King freestyle with Drake and Lil Wayne. Let's let's give it a listen right now. Hey. The blues is now kicking and dinner is three Michelin. I don't eat red meat, but still got beef sizzling. Know that I need discipline. I keep singing for all these hoes, they keep listening. Niggas love to bro up with the boy and that fishes, but we are not equivalent, dog. I've been the only child, don't need siblings, and I'm past him like the times that he's living in. Okay. Man, everyone got their glass out, let's drink too easy. Every nigga that stemmed me down just came to see me. Tapping up a little cash cow, that steak I'm eating. Check deposits, high rises with extra closets. The sex platonic, I talk intelligent, taxi bonics. The electronic guitars whining, that's just Nirvana. Tommy gun on the counter, I call it Mr. Thomas. That'll keep niggas honest. I'm dozing off in the driver's seat, cause the seat get massages. That's some more point money, these numbers too steep for commas. I'm out of Iowa, niggas, I can't help but to see beyond them. Got a two seat of problem. Niggas thinking they cold, I knock the flu season out them. So what'd you think, man? Drake, Drake and uh, Drake and Lil Wayne making music again once, once again, as a, as a, as a collective. Classic, man. <clears throat> Classic. Drake going over these type of beats, like he just can't miss. Like anytime Drake yeah. hits like those melodic, like sample heavy, like throwback beats, you know. It's the outro, right? It, it sounds like an outro. It sounds like a Drake yeah. album outro to me, you know. Yeah. It's like bringing back to that 2009 like Wayne Drake era where it's just nice, man. It's just it's different. Yeah, and look, I brought back a nostalgia with, feeling. They came with the bars too, man. Like they they came with like Drake was throwing some. You know, I I don't <laughs> I don't eat red meat, but the beef still sizzling. Like come on, man. It's the simple things, you know. It's the simple things that matter when he's saying those things. It's like, man, Drake's vegan now. Maybe I should try that lifestyle, bro. Is red meat really that bad for you? Yeah. Everybody talking lemons when things are peachy, bro. Come on, bro. He's All right. Yeah, that was a fire. That was a fire bar. Lemons, my guy. Yo, what's wrong with some lemonade, B? <laughs> Keep the five alive, man. No, but, I, I thought I thought like uh, Drake killed his verse. Felt like it was like a thirty-two. You know what I mean? Or like a. It felt like it was a very long verse, you know. He gave us like two sixteens, yeah. And then Wayne came in and did his own thing too. So like, um, I, I love that song. That's probably my favorite song on the project. But uh, what about you, man? Would you like what song did you like? I liked uh, "Comme de Garçon" or whatever that track is. Oh, "Comme de Garçon," yeah. And he goes over pop smoke. We'll play a little bit of it now for you guys. Okay, come take on some and some new Saint Laurent mix. Johnny Versace with Coco Chanel. I throw on some Fendi on me when it's windy. Just over the devil, I'm snowing in hell. Skating on marble, I flow in thin air. I'm dancing on water, tiptoeing on nails. Can't walk in my shoes, can't roll on my wheels, can't order my food. You throw up that meal, can't do what I do. You can't do me. Yeah, I would not try to do you. I'm to me. Look at my sun faces, I see the new me. I'm but but hearing that track, man, R.I.P. Pop Smoke, man. Weezy just set this beat to heaven the way he murdered this track, bro. It was ridiculous. It was no, so it was a good song. It was a good song. I, I liked I liked in general, Nick, you know, mixtape Wayne, he loves doing his covers. Um I, I loved pretty much every single cover that he did. You know, for the night was good. Uh I'm pretty sure Life is Good was also a cover, which was dope. You know, I I, I liked all the covers that he did, which was really cool. What? 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You got, you got some points there. You got some points there. Why? You, you gave me, you gave me a weird look. What did I do? Well, which one was your favorite one so far? If you had to pick up, man, I don't know. I don't know if I could pick like a specific one. I, I like Life Is Good. Mm-hmm. Life Is Good was was probably my favorite cover. I like Calm the Garcon was a good one as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'd probably go with that to be honest with you. Yo, you know what's funny about Wayne is like I feel like he made this whole mixtape in like maybe four days, like max. You know what I mean? He just went in there, spent you know twelve hours a day writing and freestyling, and and you know he just came up with these tracks. I don't think like he really puts that much effort or thought into these songs as we think. You know, it just he's that talented. For sure, man. And if you look back at like stuff like Wheezy Wednesdays and stuff like that, you get a, a bit of like uh, insight to how he records. And it's just ridiculous. Like he literally lives in the studio, does a nine to five, plugs in and just does his thing. I don't know how he does it, man. But this kind of give you like the reassurance that, yo, Wheezy's top five dead or alive for me. For me. I got to put him in that, in that status. Yeah, I put him in that status too. Look, if you look at his like long, his longevity, uh, the career that he's had, the hits that he's made, the artists that he's also made. I mean, if you put that into consideration, the fact that he bought, he 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 birthed probably one of one of the, if not the biggest artists of our generation, and Drake. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, gave Nicki Minaj a career, gave Tyga a career, gave Gutta Gutta a career. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the fact the fact that he he cultivated so many careers while also making himself into a superstar. I think there's, there's no question that he's top five that are alive for me. And then when you just go back to like the lyricism, the bars that he has, the songs that he's made, like there's really, there's really only a handful of artists I can think of that can be in that category of what Wayne is, you know, off, off the bat, I know Kanye can be in the same conversation as Lil Wayne. Yeah. Uh, I would say Jay-Z to a certain extent would be in that same conversation as Lil Wayne. Okay. Um, you can, uh, you know, I, I honestly, outside of that, you know, then you'd have to go into producers. Like, are you throwing Dre in there? You know what I mean? Are you throwing like that? Then, then it gets a little woozy in terms of your top five that are alive. But Wayne is, Wayne is easily top five that are alive for me. Easily, man. You look at his, his catalog, who he's put on. Drake, like you said, the biggest. Nikki for like what she's done for female. Uh, Tiger, what he's done for like Bay Area, and then you look at all of his kids, right? You got the Uzis, you got the um, Thugs, you got everybody rapping over melodic stuff, bro. Um, yeah, the influence that he's had is crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous like, when you look back. Like you, you don't get you don't get a little Uzi Vert without Lil Wayne. You get you don't get a Playboy Cardi without Lil Wayne. You don't get a shit. You don't get a Roddy Rich without Lil Wayne, right? For so. Sure um no I, I agree with you man even the influence aspect like you can't argue because of how much he's impacted the game there's really no argument for uh, not being in there you know what i mean easily man easily and it comes back to a lot of people do not want to see wing when it comes down to reverses man it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a scary moment to, to say the least yeah wayne wayne would be fun wayne, wayne and like who who would you want to see wayne and someone in a versus battle only person you can go against is like Maybe Kanye. Yeah, I could see. You got a glimpse of like Wayne versus Drake when they did that um tour like uh, half a decade ago, and they were playing their hits versus each other. Like that was pretty cool. So we got a little bit of a glimpse of seeing like what's what. But um, you know, obviously Drake has a, has a few more hits since then. 
since that. And then Wayne's kind of more just like tailored off to, you know, just giving, feeding the streets and stuff like that. But I, was I would say, say Kanye would be a good one. I was, and I thought this might be controversial to say, but when I was saying like who might be in the top five that are alive conversation, you know, between, I actually think, you know, it's funny. I think a Drake versus Wayne versus would be great. You know, they're friends. There wouldn't be any beef or animosity between them. And yeah. then, um, you know, I, I think it would actually be really funny to see like young money versus old money. <laughs> they could call it young money. <laughs> um, but I'll ask you this. Um, would you put Drake in that top five that are alive category? Um, for me, yeah. But that's being being a little bit biased. I definitely put him in there for me. That okay. category. Okay. Because then like, my top five in order, but I'll put him in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Because then there's there's this whole conversation where like people say, well, Drake's never put anybody on. You know, Drake hasn't created an artist. Yeah. yeah. That has outgrown him or surpassed him to any point. Um, Drake has been Drake. He's made his hits. He's made his records. He's done his thing. But then there's also this conversation of, oh, he's, he, you know, there's skepticism as to if he's writ- written his bars, his, his only certified classic, the classic that everybody agrees on, take care. Half of it was written by the weekend. I love Drake guys. I, everybody who's listening to this right now knows how much I've rooted and I've cheered for Drake. But like, when you bring those arguments up, then it's like, okay, it's, it's kind of hard to put him in that top five that are a live category, but I understand why people would. No, I respect that. But the only difference is like you said, he hasn't put anybody on really. You look at um, Kanye, he puts on big Sean, like, you know, all of these, you know, it's pushed a whole revival of a career based upon like a birthday gathering for the clips. Yeah. Um, let's go on and on. You look at um, Wayne. We just ran through all of that stuff as too. Yeah. You look at Jay, man. He hasn't had much, but he still gave us Cole in terms of, like putting him into that spotlight. Like Cole was still going to be Cole, but in terms of and like, then, uh, don't forget, don't forget Memphis Bleak. I was going to say that, but I don't want to do Memphis Bleak so dirty, man. And I think Hope learned his lesson by not doing the same thing for Jay Cole, saying like, "Yo, he's going to be like the hottest thing out there," like he did for Memphis Bleak. Yeah. Like uh, I really took apart. It kind of make Memphis Bleak's life, quote unquote, kind of bleak, man. Wow, wow. More <laughs> like Memphis Bland, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so <laughs> yeah, yo, good project. I want to give a shout out to Juicy J as well, too. He's talking about, we're talking about uh, Wiz earlier, just staying in the lane and stuff like that. Funny enough, they both work on the, on the same Taylor gang, man. They're both part of like the label, the business side of things, so. Juicy J is there as well, too. He dropped a good fire project over the weekend, man. I definitely recommend you go give it a listen. Wow. It's just fire. Good features. Rocky, Wiz. Um, I think he got, like, Future Young Thug on that. This was a good all-around project. Logic, you know. Okay. All right. Wow, Logic Logic made it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Logic, Logic made it out. He's, not, he's officially retired, but I guess he's still giving out Lucy's. Or maybe this was earlier done before he announced his retirement. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Okay, all I'm right, cool. On that as well too. But uh, let's let's switch gears a bit, man, and get a little bit more more relevant to news that uh, kind of broke yesterday, man. We got academics leaving complex and mm-hmm. everyday struggle now over. What do you think? Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, good for him for leaving, and uh, I think he can look. I I haven't watched Everyday Struggle since Joe Budden left. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I thought there was no reason. <clears throat> There was no reason for everyday struggle to continue once Joe Budden left. And that's because, you know, the whole aspect of the show 
was the new generation battling against the old generation. Then you have these two very heated and, uh, you know, expressive guys who are arguing each other on a daily basis. And that's what you come into tune into when Joe Budden left. It was just like, okay, they were looking for replacements. They got star, right? I remember they got star for a bit and star. Yeah, he's kind of edgy into the yeah. audio of him, uh, you know, busting it on the desk as leg can came out. Then that, yeah. was, <laughs> that yeah. was a bit much, but uh, no, you're right. You're right. But they just, they, it, it seemed like they kept searching for a Joe Budden replacement and they never really found him. And I mean, I'm, I can't be the one to say like, you know, um, the past episodes were good. I don't, I haven't watched everyday struggle since Joe Budden. So I'll ask, I'll ask you this. Did it make sense for act to leave? Um, it did. It made a lot of sense. I thought you would have left like a year later or a year earlier than this. Um, and he was saying, man, he went on Twitch and kind of said like all the stuff that Joe was like, you know, arguing for and yelling for in the complex building. He kind of just like academics received the, the fruit of uh of Joe's arguments. So whatever Joe wanted and he left, Act was able to get it. So that's why he stayed. Mm. But um he was saying like they spent or they were making what only like ten thousand dollars a month, you know, working for everyday struggle on complex. In the grand scheme of things, it's not really a lot of money, like a hundred thousand dollars a year for doing one of the greatest shows that hip hop has ever seen. But uh, actually, he just did it because, like, he wanted to get into that media atmosphere, you know, be more public, you know, be on the level of, like, Charlamagne and Joe Budden and stuff like that. Because he was like, oh, I'm making so much money on YouTube. Like, 2017, he was making, like, 100K a month on YouTube. And he was running, like, three channels. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But I can see why he did it from, like, you know, getting to that type of level, that type of, like, atmosphere where, you know, buddy-buddying and playing the quote-unquote business game of hip-hop. But... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess there's the business element to this whole thing as well. Um, what do you think's next for him? Like, is he just going to continue on Twitch and continue on uh, YouTube and whatnot? I hope he comes back to YouTube and starts cranking up the videos. Like, um, like when he was on Adderall doing like 10 videos a day, <laughs> type of uh, academics I want to see again, him chilling in the basement, just cranking out videos, all of that. But um, I think the podcast is coming in January. So he's looking for a co-host right now. He said December, November, but um, I guess he's just waiting to see who makes the cut and whatnot. We got some, so we got some competition. Let me just tell you right now, academics, you ain't got shit on us, all right? No, no, no. He's got, he's got a, he's got a buddy with him chilling from, from Toronto at his crib, like one of his uh, homies. His name's Chosen. So uh, I don't know how he spells it with the S or a Z, but whatever it may be. Okay. But. Uh, he got a Toronto native up there, yo. So I don't know, man. There goes our Toronto audience right there. Well, let, well, let me tell you this, bro. He ain't chosen for nothing. All right, it, it chose, chosen who? Chosen one? What are you, LeBron James fan? Get out of here, all right? Stop it. Oh man, no, but good, good for him. I mean, the views were going down. All of that, it just wasn't the same. You know, I mean, the show wasn't like that great. I don't really pay it attention. Too much. It wasn't an everyday struggle anymore, man. It no. was. You know? They were always on breaks too. It was like the most show. This is like the most reoccurring show that I've seen take so many breaks. They took like a break like every month, every month and a half. Because they were tired of doing it. Yeah. I feel it though. I feel it, man. Yeah. And I guess I guess it's it's a lot harder with all these shows transitioning to going online versus in person. You know, it's harder to keep an audience entertained when you're doing it through a Zoom call. 
Unlike us, though, guys, unlike us, we do this every week of the No Good Podcast, and we've been loving it. But, um, you know, it's it's hard to keep an audience entertained through Zoom calls and, like, you know, the connection and all that. And I know Everyday Struggle had to do that for a little bit as well. So I, I get that point of it, um, you know, at the end of the day. I actually, you know what, I, I, I want to switch gears here totally, like completely. Instead of academics, you know, the holiday season is coming around. And I wanted to know, what are your top five? Christmas movies. Top five. <clears throat> got Home Alone one, Home Alone two. We got uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Nice. We got Elf, and um, I don't know what that fourth one might be. That might be a placeholder. But recently, I watched this movie for the first time, like a few days ago. Die Hard. And uh, people always wait. You just it. watched Die Hard? Yeah, I just watched the first one like a few days ago. And I saw people complain, like, yo, is this a Christmas movie? If it's not a Christmas movie, like, nah, it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie, bro. It's a Christmas movie. And I'm glad you said that because that movie is number one on my Christmas movies list. It goes Die Hard, Elf, uh, Home Alone, Christmas with the Cranks. And then, bro, you got to go with the the man, the legend, the new market legend, Jim Carrey with The Grinch. Oh, yeah, I'm not keeping my fourth place. So, yeah, I can't forget about that. Those are the classics, man. You can't dispute any of those. I think those are so good. Like, you could maybe go with the first Santa Claus movie that was with the guy from Christmas with the Cranks. Like, that was a good one, too. Um, yeah. but, but, like, the ones we mentioned, and I'm glad we all have, we all have, we both have pretty much the same list here. Because, <laughs> dude, I can't believe you just recently watched Die Hard. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've just been going through like um, a binge of watching like old movies I haven't seen before. So I watched the Indiana Jones like trilogy. You haven't That's... seen Indiana Jones? Now I have. You know, wow. I'm fresh, man. So that was pretty cool. You know what I mean? It's funny to like see like Harrison Ford like actually act out live when he was like really sick on set and then just improvising and stuff like that. So it was really cool to see these stuff. I think now that everything's being remastered and put back out, like I'm enjoying it. Like I watched The Fifth Element. Uh, like a month ago or something like that. That's with also with Bruce Willis as well. Too. Getting in your Bruce Willis bag, eh? Hey, just getting back out to the old classics, man. Whatever came on the '90s, you know, or in the '80s, it's been remastered. You can sign me yeah. up for that, bro. You should if watch, watch no Pixel movie. You should watch Die Hard one, uh, two, and three as well. Two is okay. I don't love two mm-hmm. as much as I love one, but three with Samuel Jackson is like my favorite. I I love Die Hard one, but Die Hard three with a vengeance is like one of my favorite movies of all time okay i'm iffy because i like the first one i'm like yo i don't want to watch the rest of these because what if they don't come up to par no after three it's trash after three it's like there's nothing that like could ever no like they're so bad they're garbage but uh die hard with a vengeance number three was a fire it's so good it's, okay, it's i'm gonna watch that later tonight then see what's see what's on there yeah um yo i actually find it interesting that you recently watched indiana jones because I've been going through rewatching Star Wars because that's remastered as well. You know, they, it's, okay. it's it's remastered and it looks really, really nice. It looks so beautiful the way that they do the sci-fi elements of it. CGI, obviously, it wasn't really CGI back then, but the way they remastered it, it kind of looks like CGI. Yeah. Um, so it's really good, man. Okay. I'll have to give that a, uh, a watch for sure, but I got to finish Tenant first. I was watching a bit of it yesterday. I'm like, you know, let me just watch it tomorrow downstairs on the big screen. And then, you know, it was a subwoofer. I've phone. heard the audio is horrible for Tenant. Like, you can barely hear anybody. Oh, no. This this one's crystal clear, my guy. This one is 
perfect. The the league just came out last night at like nine o'clock. So it's been everywhere. Everyone's torrenting it. You can get it on certain sites and stuff like that. Make sure you have ad blocker and all of that. But um yeah, cool. man. Send it my way, bro. Send it my way. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that, yo. I'm charging a nice finder's fee, my guy. <laughs> finders, finders. What is this? Quarters? Yeah, yo. <laughs> you gotta get what you gotta get, man. But um, shout out to them. They did okay in the box office for a Christopher Nolan movie. I think like they made like a hundred mil or whatever like a 280 million dollar budget but yeah look i mean you weren't gonna do well with covid like i mean i don't that, that was the thing that was kind of perplexing over the summer it's like why are you pushing for this movie to be released right now when no one wants to go to the movie theaters you know no one is is pushing to go to the movie theaters right now so it's going to be tough for you to sell and sell well if this were to release next year summer which hopefully covid19 is gone by then i think it would have been like a blockbuster smash but just won't be that way because of them pushing to to release it earlier than later you know yeah man i think the same thing's happening for uh the new wonder woman film is going straight to hbo max i believe mm-hmm. instead of yeah. in theater so i guess we'll have to see what this whole lifestyle is going to give for us now if we're going to live like this going forward if you're going to just go on streaming services how much money they're going to make but yeah. you know you know what's funny also i've noticed something because i've been going through different streaming services recently um i've been on amazon lately because i've been watching this one show and i've noticed that the interface for amazon is so much worse than netflix like it's it's so trash i can't find any movie everyone knows it's so trash i can't find any movie on Prime. not even you can't find take this in like if i were to watch an episode on my tv and I log in with the same account on my phone, it won't say what episode I was watching on my TV. It'll just be like, it'll be as if I didn't watch the show at all. So I have to like go back on my TV, check what time I was watching it at. Like I'm like, this is 1995 and go back to go back to my phone and see not only that, but the forwarding, the fast forwarding, the rewind, all of that is absolutely atrocious. I wonder if it's like Netflix has proprietary rights to this stuff. You know, they own it. Maybe they own the interface and they own, they've patented certain things. And that's why other streaming services can't do it. But Disney has the same issue. Take in for Disney. You can't, um, it, well, well, when the first season of Mandalorian came out, you couldn't skip intros. You couldn't skip intros. You couldn't do anything like that. And now with Disney, the interface is getting a little bit better, but it's still wonky. You know, it's still, it takes a while to load up. And it just seems like none of the interfaces can keep up with Netflix, to be honest with you. And I've heard the same thing with HBO Max. I don't have HBO Max, but from what I've heard is that like the interface is just confusing. You can't find any kind of TV show or movie, if you, even if you wanted to. Nah, man, I definitely feel where you're coming from. Like Netflix has like, all the user like analytics I can possibly imagine. So they keep like ta- tailoring it like every few years and just like, it's perfect. And we're so used to it, man. It's like one of the first streaming services that everyone owned Netflix and chill. Right. So, I mean, maybe we're just so used to the streaming service and like how the, how the interface is. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know either, but you know, like, I hope that by the time the Snyder Cut comes out, I hope that by the time, you know, the everything else comes out, then that it'll be to the point where like they're actually functioning. You know, they're not bad. Like they're they're actually pretty good interfaces because you need that if you're trying to compete with the Netflixes of the world. 
Listen, man, no matter how, what format, where they want to play it, if they want to put one episode there or another episode there for the new um, Snyder Cut, I'll watch it, man. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'll I'll make sure I get to it, man. I'm super excited for that. It's just, I just can't wait. Yeah, I I can't wait either, man. I cannot wait either. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that. Um, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of hype around it, which makes me more and more excited, but I also am like wary of hype now, you know, especially with DC stuff, because the more it gets hyped, the more expectations are put on it. And then the more people hate on it without really trying to just appreciate what it is, like what it is for and what it stands for. So yeah, I, I'm excited for it, but I'm trying to keep my expectations low so that I, I don't get disappointed myself. Okay. Okay, that's a, that's a good uh, mantra to live by. I might I might take that into consideration. <laughs> you know, I'm not disappointed. But uh, just before we go, let's get into the top thirty under thirty. Just drop, man. We got Rowdy Rich, Little Baby, and Doja Cat makes Forbes top thirty under thirty. Yeah. Now, is this just for money? Um, I think it's for like most influential like person. You know, have to be younger than thirty. You know. In the hip hop like sphere, pop sphere, you know, just that. I don't think it's the richest because I, I don't think Doja Cat would be on that list. Yeah, yeah. Neither, neither would Polo G. Um, well, I mean, it's it's interesting that Doja Cat is on there. She recently got a couple Grammy noms too. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I think she did. I think she did. Yes, they're just giving out Grammy noms this this year, eh? See, but that's what I'm saying. That's that's why I said TikTok took over the Grammys because you know none of Doja Cat songs would have been hit sensations without TikTok, like none, zero. Um, I think so, but you also got to play the industry game. Doja Cat played the industry game very, very well. To a T, you know yeah, I mean? for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. Man. I agree with you. She's no um, longer a cow. She's not a Grammy nominated artist in the span of less than a thousand days. He's a Doja Ooh. Lion. All right, man. I'm so done with this guy, dude. <laughs> she grew up, B. She grew up from cat to lion, fam. Yo, this is a return. Mm. Her next, her next mixtape is gonna be Return to Simba. You know what I mean? Okay. You <laughs> getting a cold feature? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I feel no ways. The, the whole Doja Cat stuff about her being on, uh, what was it, Omegle or something like that. I don't even know people used Omega still, but Omega, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that controversy about her. Kids. Yeah, that, there was that whole controversy about her being on Omega. I don't really know much about it, so I'm not going to go ahead and comment on it because I don't know much. Um, but yeah. she, she seems like she's a good artist. Um, who else did you say? Polo G and and Roddy Rich. Yeah, I got Roddy Rich on there, little baby as well too. So kudos to all those guys out there, man, doing their thing. For sure. Thirty under thirty. Very happy for everyone or most people on the list. Um, but yeah, go check it out if you want to see the last of the list. But breaking news, man. We got Drake releasing his own scented candles, my guy. Nah, that's been sending it out to some people, like some athletes, send it out to the whole like you know, Raptors team and squad like that. Um, like some messaging on there. Looks very take care, Drake. Yeah, he uh, he dropped he sent the candles to the Raptors when they were in the bubble. Mm. Uh, so so I remember seeing them back then, and they had like these custom they they had these custom messages on them like stay spicy and you know steady Freddy and whatnot. So I thought that was cool. Uh, that just seems like a very Drake thing to do to send scented candles. But also, I would say, listen, you got to get your scented candle game up. I've been told I got to get my scented candle game up. You know, get get a couple. 
ivories, get a couple cinnamons. Uh, my my cinnamon apple. My cinnamon apple. Why would you leave me? My cinnamon <laughs> apple. That was the last time Kevin Hart was ever funny. Don't at me. Doing outros and other people's albums, bro. Mixtapes and projects. <laughs> that was the last time Kevin was was funny. He wants to drop a special called um, "Not Giving a Fuck," and then he wants to go on like Chat House, whatever that platform, is, IG, and all those things, and just like give a fuck about it. So yeah, I actually I didn't hear much about it. Like I saw a lot of people talking about Kevin Hart being on Clubhouse. So mm-hmm. do you do you know exactly what happened? Um, they started a room called Kevin Hart is not funny, which is hilarious. Imagine someone starting a room saying that you're not funny. And then you join the room and have to explain to everybody why you're funny. <laughs> so it was just that. And then everyone's saying like, he's more cookie cutter now. You know what I mean? He's doing other things, different ventures. He can't really give us that like raunchy, you know, like soulful stuff that he gave us on soul play, you know, mm-hmm. or paper chasers when he's robbing houses in that movie and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, I guess he's different, man. He's just um he's a wider audience or a whiter audience, if you might want to say that in itself. But even then, that's a horrible comparison because Dave Chappelle is like a household name, and so was Chris Rock. You know what I mean? He did movies and films as well, too. But their comedy never really suffered because of it. Look, I, I just uh and we've talked about this off air, but there's an argument for the fact that Kevin Hart was never funny. You know? A lot of people say that, yeah. Uh, that. You know, there, there's an argument for that because realistically, he could have just been this animated character that a lot of people fell in love with the the, the shtick, the the movements, the head movements, the activity, you know, the energy that he yeah. brought. Like, you know, that could be consuming. That I'm could, that could mic stand yeah, like ten minutes every stand up, yeah, right, yeah. That that can that can provide an image for people to be like, oh, he's funny, you know. But realistically, it wasn't funny. It, it was more so that you were laughing at the idea of this pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We're, we're done. <laughs> we're done. No, it, it was more so like you were laughing at the idea of, of the joke versus the joke itself. And I, I think like, I don't know, um, you know, I, I, he's just not in that tier of the Dave Chappelle's, the Chris rocks, the Bernie Max, the Bill Burr's, the, you know, the, the good comedians of the world. I just don't think he's in that he's in that range to be honest with you um i think he's moved on like you said he's more hollywood he's recording a movie right now in toronto called man from toronto i don't know why he's recording a a movie called man from toronto he's not from toronto well supposedly even the movie isn't about a man from toronto so it's just called man from toronto but it's not even about a man from toronto I, 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 they should have got me to play the man from Toronto. <laughs> I came in with an eye patch, like Nick Fury got. It would have been over, fam. <laughs> came on with a with a with a Gucci with a Gucci Scully do rag. Everything would have been nice, but uh, I'll wait to see what this movie turns out to be, man. No, I, I can tell you right now, it's gonna be a bunch of garbage. It's, yeah. it's gonna be. It's gonna be I can't blame him for getting the bag, man. I can't blame him for Absolutely getting the bag. Not. going no. to it. Do Household thing. name. Do you think, bro? Get the bag. No, you're right. You're right. Get that bag. Get the money that you can. Secure whatever you can. Because, like, look at Dave Chappelle's situation right now. He's asking people not to stream his uh, his show, the Chappelle show, because he's not getting paid from it. You don't want to be in that type of situation. So, I mean, if you're in Kevin Hart's shoes, get as much money as you possibly can, bro. You know? There's, there's really no shame in that. 
no shame in providing for your family, no shame in doing things so that, you know, your future family, the heart, the heart family is set for life. I, I don't see the, any issue with that. It's just that you're not funny. <laughs> He's another people that doesn't put his, his team on, bro. Look at all the people in his writing room. What about Spanx and all those guys who've been writing some of his jokes for a very long time? Like, it's different in comedy. Like, ghostwriting in comedy is, like, you know, understandable. You know what I mean? You go to SNL, you got a team full of writers. They pitch you some jokes. You, you pick and choose, see what you like. Same thing for, you know, for uh, Kevin Hart, man. But how come he didn't put none of his friends in movies, bro? How come I never seen Spank, you know, be like a, uh, you know, even even an extra, bro. Have him open a locker in old school, you know what I mean? Have him drop water on the floor, you know what I mean? But you look at other people like um, Adam Sandler. His, his friends stay caking. If I was an Adam Sandler movie... I'd be, if I was one of his friends, I'd be set for life because he puts his friends in all his movies. He does two movies minimum a year. That's like a $30,000 to $100,000 check just to show up. So he knows how to high budget film for a lot of these movies that Adam Sandler does. But that's what I just, I think of at the end of the day, comparing both of those two, those contrasts, like, you know, helping out people who put you on and vice versa. So, yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree. And you bring up a good point. Like, you know, yeah, he hasn't really put anybody on. And I think that's a funny conversation to have because we were just talking about Drake and him not being able to put anybody on. So funny comparable there, but I digress. Yeah, man. I digress as well, too. But uh, before we go, we got something playing in the hoopty today. Whoop, whoop. Hoopty. We got uh, my boy, Pac Boy Shun. You know what I mean? Very, very talented artist. 19-year-old from Inland Empire, Chino, California. We know some balls out in Chino, California. You know, the Triple Bs be staying out there as well, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, he started taking interest in making music in his junior year of, a year of high school in 2018. And ever since then, it's progressing, you know, one step at a time. Keep working on his craft, getting better and better, song after song. You know, he's been dropping music for his fans, you know, and his fan base continue to grow. But it's the main thing that's on his mind when it comes to music, man. It's making sure he's in touch with his fans and giving music that they all really want to enjoy. You know, even when life gets tough and life gets rough, especially during the pandemic right now, artists definitely feel knows what it feels like to, you know, put out music in this pandemic struggle, man. For sure. But, um, let's go and give um, him some flowers, show him that no good podcast love, and let's go stream some of his music. I'ma need me a house in the hills Rolling with them, you get pot like a pill Too much smoke in the air and it ain't no love Why you switch up, cause there ain't no trust yeah. I'ma need me a house in the hills Rolling with them, you get pot like a pill Too much smoke in the air and it ain't no love Why you switch up, cause it ain't no trust It's tough, it's tough, it's dead All the smoke in the air, you can smell the aroma I know they ain't fucking with me, but they blowing my phone She need me to loosen the gears, I gave her a tuna Yeah, you see these diamonds all up in my ear Mercedes Benz, C-Class, too fast and still She set me up and I run it up She set me up and I run it up I work every day on the day Daily basis, I said day to day, bitch, had it three times, so you don't forget it. And my niggas with me, and you know they fit it, and you know they dripping, and you know they with it. And I roll with my niggas, and no way can fall. You chasing that bag, and it ain't a light jog. Need my foundation, we moving apart, cause most of these bitches be stuck in the dark. Dark, dark, dark. dark. I'ma need me a house in the hills. Rolling with them, you get pot like a pill. Too much smoke in the air, and it ain't no love. Why you switch up, cause there ain't no trust. I'ma need me a house in the hills. Rolling with them, you get pot like a pill. Too much smoke in the air, and it ain't no love. 
Okay, okay. I like that song, man. H I T H. I think it stands for House in the Hills, man. I'm just <laughs> going over right now. This song is is uh, it, it does it for me, man. Yeah, well, I I wonder if he's ever uh, watched the movie House in the Hills, which is absolutely terrifying. Um, that would be pretty cool if he if he did that. But I'm pretty sure he's talking about Chino Hills. Chino Hills, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, most likely. I, I thought I thought the uh, I thought the song was fire. I thought he's got a really really dope flow. Um, he's obviously like he's got a certain vibe to him, and I I, I hope we can hear more from him. I I, I want to hear more. Hey man, there we go. That was uh, Pack Boy Shun. He did an old song or old EP called The Pack. This was off the Pack Two. He's reloading, coming back with another one. So go ahead and show him all that no good podcast love. Go and stream his music. Go ch- check out the rest of his EP and the rest of the singles that he has going out there as well, too, man. But yeah, Pack Boy Shun. You can find him out on IG and Instagram and all those other platforms at Pack Boy P A C K B O I underscore. And uh, go show him that no good podcast love, man. And uh, run it up, run it up. Run it up, run it up, run it up. And until next time, it's the boys from the Nova Podcast. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Imagine no one but no Instagram models and fucking these bitches and popping these bottles. Uh, uh, smoke pounds of gelato. Uh, uh, stuff in the front of. Uh, uh, came out from the bottom. Yeah, some bitches love me and some bitches, yeah, I cannot live without them. And she do me proud like the family. Give a fuck about these hoes that be damning me. Bitch, I'm loving myself. I'm a fan. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.50% APY on an 8-month CD special or 5.00% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC.